Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening. It's 2.30 in the morning, and you just got off the phone call. Your heart is still fluttering. You let your mind wander off, and suddenly your face falls. You look up on the ceiling and wonder why you can't sleep. You know the answer, but you just don't want to admit it. You're thinking about them, but not in the most positive way. You just got off the phone call with your boyfriend, girlfriend, lover, or significant other, and the last thing they said to you was, I love, I love you. you. It warms you. It's like a blanket or a cup of hot chocolate on a cold day. It's something that makes your heart sore, but why are you feeling this way? Why do you feel so lonely? Lonely. You've been with this person for a few months or years if possible, yet you still have doubts. It's now 3 a.m. and you're still awake. You look over at your phone and you realize your partner should be getting ready anytime now. You really have the urge to tell them what has been on your mind, but you don't know if you can. You don't know if it's going to change the dynamic of your relationship. How do you know the person that is living a province, a state, a country, a continent so far away from you that they aren't cheating on you? And that's the turmoil that's happening constantly inside your mind. And you know that it's absolutely terrible that you're thinking like that because you feel like you have absolutely no trust in them, but But you you trust trust them with with your life. So why are you still thinking this way? Would you take a bullet for them? Would you buy a plane ticket for them? How How far far would would you go? go? There had always been a struggle for me to really believe that a long-distance relationship could work. But I met someone. She's been in a long-distance relationship for three years, and she was able to take the stigma around it and crush it with a single hand. And I decided I wanted to know more. I wanted to know how she did it and how strong she is. Hello? Me being a friend to you, yes. I know that uh, you're currently in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Could you explain to me how you guys first met? So, well, it's like all happened back in tw- the summer of 2016, where I was just on Instagram and I got a message from him saying like, oh, hey, like you're really pretty and stuff like that. And so we started talking and then, um, in August of 2016, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said yes. And that's just how it all began, basically. And this person doesn't live in the country, though. No. So how do you guys usually, like, contact each other? Uh, Skype, Messenger, all that thing, yeah. Have you guys ever met in person? Yes. Um, in 2016, he flew here for the first time, and that's the first time we've ever met. Was it a good experience? Yes, it actually was. Um, I think I was a bit more nervous than I was um, before I met him. Like, thinking that he was going to actually be here in person, it was, like, a whole new experience because we've been talking so much on, like, the internet, Mm -hmm. like, by screen. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different experience, which is good. What'd you guys do? What do you mean? Like, when he was here? Yeah, like, like, what'd you guys do? Like, did you guys go and, like... No, yeah, we went out. Yeah, we did. Um, He would come here to school at lunch, and then we'd go out, and then he'd drop me off. Oh, so this was during the school year? Yeah, April. Oh, April, right. April. April. 2016. Oh, 2017. 2017. That was, like, two two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Okay. So, you guys have been dating for three years? Two... Almost three years, Almost, Almost three years. How would you explain his personality? His personality? Well, he's really, like, caring. Oh, my God, this is going to get me, isn't it? Uh, he's really caring. Um, he's just an amazing person, honestly. I don't want to... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay to show No, emotions. yeah. It's just, like, I don't really know how to explain, like, how his personality is because, like, he's one of the most caring pe- person, people, most caring person that I've, like, known as a male figure, that is. Because, like, usually, like, my, my dad and I aren't, like, that close. So I don't really open up to my parents at all. So to find someone that you can, like, actually open up to, it's, like, 
super like incredible it's an incredible feeling it honestly is I'm like gonna start crying (laughs) (laughs) talking about your family that you said you know uh your dad and uh your dad and you Mm -hmm. don't have like the greatest relationship Mm -hmm. um how would you how do you feel when someone usually says you shouldn't be dating him um when I when someone tells me that like oh you shouldn't be dating him because for whatever reason they give me I'm like okay whatever that's your opinion you know I am dating him because I'm happy with him. If I wasn't happy, then I would have definitely left him a while ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when he came here, did he meet your parents at all? No, because him and my parents aren't in a good relationship either. Uh, So basically what happened was I first told my mom that in 2016 that I was dating him. Obviously, I was like, what, 16? So she was like, oh, you're too young to, like, date and, like, the internet. And then she, like, talked to me, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with it. So they talked to him over the end, uh, over Skype a couple of times, and they were fine with it. They're like, oh, yeah, so he's a nice guy, whatever. And then two months or so later, were, my mom was like, oh, you shouldn't date him. Like, what if he's a bad guy? You know, the internet is such a scary world. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you don't really know who he is. And they were like, oh, yeah, you should just break up with him. To me, the first one I heard that, like, I lost it. I, like, did not know what to do because I thought that my parents would always be there. You know, parents are just supposed to be there to guide you, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, to the fact that they didn't put as much effort as I thought that they would into, like, getting to know him, I was, like, for sure shocked. And they told me to, like, leave him and break up with him. But, I, yeah, I just didn't. So from 2016 until now, mm-hmm. has your parents changed their thought about your boyfriend at all? Um, well, I try to bring it up once in a while with my parents. When I bring it up, I just I try to hint it to them that it's like I'm getting older, I'm getting more responsible than I was when I was younger. Like, I think I know what I'm doing, you know? And I brought this up like two weeks ago with my mom and she was like, oh, yeah, like, um, do you have any crushes at school? And is anyone flirting with you? And I was like, no, like, I don't really like any of them. And so she was like, oh, is it still the guy from Australia? And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. And and then it's just an awkward uh, silence. And yeah. And she just like didn't yeah, go Yeah, she any- didn't go any deeper. So with you and your boyfriend, like, what do you guys usually talk about over Skype? Like, your day and everything? Like, yeah. is there any, usually, any barrier between you guys that you guys aren't able to see each other in person all the time? For sure, I get annoyed and, like, I'm really sensitive. So when I'm down, I'm the type of person that needs, like, physical, like... Affection? Yeah. And so I need someone to be there for me or else I am definitely going to lose it. For, like, him to be so far away, it's definitely the hardest thing. Do you ever feel, like, a burden to your partner? And, like, you know, what ways? Burden? Like A burden as in sort of, like, do you, you know, when you talked about that you're someone that would need someone there, like, do you ever feel that you talk too much to him or you complain too much or possibly being too clingy? Um... I feel like I do at sometimes, but I make sure to like ask him if I am because I want him to make, be comfortable as well, right? I don't want it to always be like about me. If I'm talking too much, I tell him, "Oh, do you want me to stop? Like, is this bothering you?" And usually he's fine with it. He doesn't you he doesn't tell me to like, "Oh, stop talking. I don't like when you do this or that." Like, we're really open about it to each other. So. That's good. Did you think you would ever like be in the current relationship era with in now? Now. Um, probably not, to be honest. Going into this relationship, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how long it was going to last or how short, but I mean, we're going strong right now. So That's good. So you're going yeah. strong. Um, that's what every relationship should be like. So what would be the next step in your relationship? I mean, originally, there's only two paths. It's going to be uh, you break up. Or it's going to mm-hmm. be a marriage. What do you think it would be? Well, we've talked about marriage. I know that we're like, oh, that's super super, cute. like we're so young and stuff like that. But we've talked about marriage, actually. And we've talked about, oh, what would our future be like? But there's also that borderline where we can't talk about it too much because we know that there's a possibility that we might break up. For us to talk about it, it's like super exciting. Like I'm so excited about maybe the f- next five years of my life. But... There's also that part of me where I'm like, oh, you know, this could go downhill, and we just don't know when. So are you always prepared for that? 
I like to think I am, but I don't think I ever will be prepared if we were to break up. And I don't really like thinking about us breaking up because me and my dad don't have the strongest relationship. And so for a guy figure to leave in my life like that, it's probably going to be really hard. So from what I'm guessing is that your relationship with your boyfriend has been basically the best thing for you. Yeah. Um, what would you say would be the best moment in your relationship so far? Probably him coming here. Um, this year, that is. Not the first time. Um, the first time was a lot harder because my parents don't know that he was here. So I would have to lie to my parents mm -hmm. to make sure that I, I could go out with him. But last year, I think my parents had an idea that he was here. So they didn't let me go out. But this year, they have no idea that he's here. And I have spares, so I could go out. From the comparison of when he came here for the first time mm -hmm. and then when he's coming this year. When, when is he coming? He's already here. He's already here? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's already, he's already here. <laughs> he was here for Oh my goodness, yeah, I didn't even here. know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. How, okay, that's, that's awesome. How would you say from compared to then and now, what was the difference? Difference? Like, like were you, are you still really nervous? Um, anything like that? Compared to when I was first dating him, I'm less nervous because we've been together for almost three years now, so I feel like he knows who I am and I know who he is. So it's not like, um, I'm gonna lose it. It's not like we just say random sh So we actually care for each other. So you would take a bullet for him? Yeah. And he'd take a bullet for you? Yeah. To make sure that they know that whatever happens, like I'm always still gonna be here. Talking about that, you know, you guys, that he's here, but most of the time he's in Australia and you guys are Skyping and everything. You mm -hmm. never really see like, his true everyday life, you know, you don't see him at school or anything. So what were some habits of your partner that you couldn't stand um, when you first found out and like it kind of like shocked you and you were like, oh my God, you do this? Yeah, um, well, because he has PKU, it's a rare genetic condition that causes an amino acid called phenylalanine to build up in the body. And so amino acids are like, um, building blocks of protein so because he has that it's not able to break down the amino acids of the proteins that he eats but he's missing that and so obviously I care about his health because there are like things that could go wrong if he does continue to take protein and so he has these coolers that he's supposed to be taking um, as a substitute for protein but he doesn't take it so when I found out that he has PKU and that he should be taking his coolers, I make sure that he takes his coolers daily because he's supposed to, but he doesn't. So with that, I just get really mad because like, I obviously care about him, right? I don't want anything bad to happen, but he's just stubborn. What happens if something were to happen to him? His emotions will be harder to control. So he'll become mentally unstable? Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Oh, I don't really know how to think about it. Um, I mean, no matter what, I'll always be there for him, like, no matter what happens. Um, but to think that that's a possibility, I don't think I've accepted it. I don't know why. It's just harder for me to accept that because it is something that he could avoid. That's why I try to tell him, like, oh, you should be taking your coolers and whatnot. But still just doesn't listen because it's not like I could do a part of it, but it's not always me. You know, it's, it has to play a role in it, yeah. too. So going on with this is like being in relationships, you'll always have your ups and downs, mm -hmm. of course. Is there anything that you sort of regretted when you were with him? Like the things that, you know, do you, knowing that um, your relationship with your dad isn't the greatest or, you know, that your parents don't really approve of him, mm -hmm. is there anything that you ever regret? Like if you weren't with him, your relationship would be better. Ever thought about that? Um, things I've regretted is probably not fighting for the relationship, I guess. When my parents told me that I should break up with him, um, I didn't really fight as much because I was just so broken down with the things that they said to me. So I just regret not fighting more, I guess. What was the worst thing they said to you about you being in this relationship? <sighs> probably, um... You know, that I, like, basically can't find love at a young age. And I think that, like, just torn me because love, I believe, is when you can find 
you can find any time of your life. And if you lose that kind of love, it's like, or when you when you hear, especially your parents say that you can't find love at such a young age, it's so heartbreaking because, like, you look up to your parents, and your parents are probably your number one role models in your life, and so at a young age, and thinking that of them like just saying that to me, it just oh, it's so heartbreaking. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing that they've said to me. Were you ever disappointed by your partner? No. Never? Never. You're always amazed by him, everything that he does? Yeah, I really am. Um, yeah, I am always. I'm, I don't feel like I've ever been disappointed in him, like completely disappointed. Do you think he would ever be disappointed in you? <laughs> that I always think of that he is disappointed in me. I don't know why my um the way I think um I believe that everyone's always disappointed in me and the things I do. It's just I'm really hard on myself and I know that I just don't know how to fix that. Yeah. So with with that, what do you tell yourself when you think about those things? When I think of me being a disappointment to everyone, I, I just, I try to work on it and try to work on me being a better person. It's, it's really hard because I am self-conscious and I am really sensitive, so for me to be thinking that I'm a disappointment, it, sometimes it gets to me, sometimes I can work around it. That's good. Yeah. So with that, do you also ever feel like, you know, he regrets being with you? I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever, I can't speak on his side, but I don't think he's regretted being with me. That's good. And I don't regret being with him. So this seems like a pretty healthy relationship, you would say? I would say. I mean, every relationship comes with their ups and downs. They're, we've definitely gone through the downs. Yeah. And what, what type of those downs were they? It's just arguments. It's those stupid arguments, you know? just things that we try to avoid but it just comes out anyways so it's like you say things you guys don't mean yeah and then what happens after that we well usually what we've talked about is if we say something hurtful and we know that we just leave each other for a couple of like minutes or hours depending on how long the other person wants and we come back and we talk about it we don't we don't ever really go to sleep without fixing anything so you guys have this system that if you guys were going to have an argument, you guys would know ways to fix it. So you guys mm-hmm. would make your relationship a lot stronger. Yeah. What would be one incident that you thought you were that things were going to end? If you're comfortable with sharing. Um, probably because I know that he is insecure as well and that he is sort of jealous. And because I'm here and he's there, there's a lot more guys here. So for him, it, I think it'd be that whenever I'm saying, oh, I'm going out um, with like a friend of mine, he would usually say, oh, are any guys going? Um, and I would say no. Um, and then he would be like, are you sure? So he, if he thinks that there's a guy going and he thinks I'm lying, it just throws everything off. Like, I, don't, I don't lie to him, I don't. But if he like has a feeling that there's a guy going to be there or guys are going to be looking at me, then it just starts a whole argument. Yeah. I try not to lose my shit, but it's just, it's annoying because I'm with him and... You want him to know that you're only going to be with yeah. him. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be cheating. Like, that's not who I am. So borderline, do you think there's some sort of trust issue? I don't think so. Do you think that about him? Like, about, you know... You're here, he's there, if he would ever cheat on you. I don't think he's ever, he would ever do that to me. But I would never do that to him. So, yeah, I just feel like there's that trust that we haven't achieved yet. And how would you achieve that if you wanted to? I, I really don't know, because I tell him that every time we argue about boys in general, like, I try to tell him that I'm only here for him. Like, I'm with him, and there's no one else that I'd rather be with. It's just sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. So all in all, from what I've seen, from what I've known you, is that this relationship 
is healthy, but I also have heard from outside things that this relationship also hasn't been the greatest. Yeah, I guess. But relationships have their ups and downs. Yeah, for sure. There's no, I don't, I, I believe that there's no relationship that's perfect. Everyone has their ups and downs, no matter how long you've been with, with your partner. So through this, being that he's there and that you're here, what would be your ideal, like, like if you had, if you were to live another life, what would you, like, would you change anything? Like, would you rather him be here? Um, I feel like there's always that one thing that you would want. So for sure, I, re- I would really like it if he was here, if I were to live in another life. But, I, but as of now, I don't think there's anything I would change. So you're happy where you are? Yeah. I like to think that everything happens for a reason. So if my, if my parents say no, it just and me rebelling against that, I think everything just happens for a reason. <laughs> Or it's just me being really stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to live with your, um, with your boyfriend mm-hmm. um, in the future and you guys do get married, where would you live? Oh, no. That's a good question. We've talked about this, actually. So when we were talking about marriage and stuff, um, we would talk about where we should live. And there's pros and cons to both. Housing there is a lot more cheaper than it is here, mm-hmm. for sure. But I feel like my home, like, I've, I belong here. Like, I don't really see myself moving out of the country. But if it comes to, like, housing, like, I believe that if you were to invest your money into something, it should be into housing. Okay. So this interview is going, like, a little, a little long, but that's good, too, right? Yeah. So I ran out of questions. <laughs> is there anything that you want to tell me about your relationship that you haven't said yet? Like um, it could be maybe the happiest moment, saddest moment, a point where you sat there and you really questioned if this was the person that you would want to be with. I feel like at a young age, I know that probably give some advice to the people who are like at my age. So um, being 18, there's a whole lot ahead of you, you know. So to be in a relationship, I think if you know that that person makes you happy, stick with them you know if they don't make you happy for whatever reason then just make yourself happy you know that's like the number one rule I think is to make make sure that you're happy make sure that you're healthy mentally and physically so if your boyfriend were to listen to this podcast what would you say to him right now (laughs) and if you were to share all of this and know that he's an amazing person and that you just had you know one last thing to say to him or something I would like, pretend I'm him. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> um, thank you for everything that you've done for me and for us. You made me cry. <laughs> um, because we've had a lot of downs, for sure. And um, you've always, always, always been there, no matter what. So with whatever I, with whatever I go through... You've just always been a shoulder, even though you're not physically here. You're you're always a shoulder for me. <laughs> You've always been a shoulder <laughs> to cry on, no matter how far you are. <laughs> it's okay. You can, if you want to stop, we can stop. No, I just want to say thank you. You know what I said before that you would take a bullet for him, and he would take a bullet for you. That's really sweet. I would. Even though, like, when we talk about this, he's always like, oh, yeah, no, don't take the bullet for me. I'll take it for you. It's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what would you think if you were to listen to this? What would his response be to you? I really don't know. Um, if you were to listen to this, I think he would, first of all, worry about my, <laughs> about my parents. And then he'd probably think um, that I'm being really open about this relationship. So, which is a good thing, because I feel like people fool around a lot. Yeah, with they do. relationships. Oh man, they do. Um, and I believe that it's. I mean, if they enjoy fooling around, then could go for it. But there's, I don't feel like you'll ever be content with that.
Okay, I'm I'm crying a little bit from you in hearing that <laughs> about about your relationship with your boyfriend. Yeah. So to end off this interview, I don't have any more questions for you. Um, but I just randomly thought of a question. If you were to be, you know, if if you were to say something to your old self when you first started dating your boyfriend, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Don't take crap from anyone. For sure. Um Whatever you believe in, do it. And if anyone were to tell you otherwise, leave that. Forget it. Just keep going forward. have everyone here within our podcast group. We have Melanie, Vicky, Elisa, Jonathan, and myself. So I'm first going to start off with general questions for everyone. I'll first ask Melanie. Uh, do you think that age ever plays a factor in a long-distance relationship? No. No? Well, I think that even if you're young, you can still have the maturity to know what it takes to be in a good relationship. Vicky? Um, no. You didn't seem a little, you didn't seem too confident in your answer. Why no. is that? Um, well, it depends on the age, right? I mean, like, if you're 15 and then your long-distance relationship partner is, like, 60. She does have a point. She does have a point. You do have a point. Yeah, then- so your answer is yes. Yes. So so age so for you age, age does age does play a factor right, in a long distance right. relationship. Awesome. Okay, cool. Alisa. Well, yeah, I think yes because personally I prefer a partner who is more mature, so I like older guys. Ah. So that that plays a part in both long or short distance relationships for me. Okay. <clears throat> Jonathan? Uh, yeah. I don't know like Depends, cause like, uh, like what Vicky said earlier, like uh, ages does matter. I fi- like if you're like five, not five, <laughs> like you're ten or eleven, and you're dating someone's like five or ten years older than you. That's kind of weird, you know. That's, yeah, there's got to be a limit. There has to be a limit. Okay. Yeah. For you know, I don't know if anybody. Okay, so we know that you know some people in this room are in a relationship with things. How far should one person spend the time, money, and energy on the person that lives so far away? Like, how much how much time should they invest in someone? If you could measure it. They should spend, like, the same amount of time as, like, a normal relationship, I feel like. Like, if it was in person, I feel like they should spend the same amount of time, money, and effort on that, too. Like, all relationships should be, like, same kind of thing. What if it's a lie? Like, what if they are just trying to get into a long distance relationship with you just for your money. You're scamming. <laughs> so when we talk about, you know, people that live so far away from each other and that long distance relationships do happen around the world, how is love measured in your form? In any shape or form, how would you measure love for yourself? Lisa? I think it's from daily habits like if you are used to that person being around and if you are used to saying oh i love you to that other person every morning or something then that is love um i don't think anything can measure it which is hard for long distance relationships because they are not physically right in front of you to be to do stuff with you so yeah i agree with elisa i think um, it's unmeasurable. It's unmeasurable. So it'd be different, like, some people would say, like what Elisa said, I would wake up every day and probably say to my boyfriend or something like that, I love you. But someone else in the other day would measure their love as waking up in the morning, cooking breakfast for them, cooking lunch for them, packing in a little baggie, and then saying I love you. So what you guys are saying that, like, it's different for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. But then, again, it's hard to do 
that type of stuff. It's hard to get into that type of habit with someone that's so far, far away. Yeah. So for Elisa and Jonathan, uh, you guys had taken the aspect of going against a long distance relationship. Um, and just first off, I want to ask uh, you guys, what's your point? Like, what's your key point in why a long distance relationship won't work? So, Jonathan, uh, you go first. requires like a lot of good time management and commitment skills. And also, it's just um, there are more problems that might arise with the issue of having that distance, such as some mental problems. You might get anxiety just because the other person doesn't reply your messages. So yeah, it's harder to deal with because they're not physically in front of you all the time. How did you choose this key point? Do you have some sort of like personal connection with um, a, a factor that plays within this long distance relationship or anything like that? Uh, yeah, um, I was in a long distance relationship and I, yeah, it didn't really work out properly. So I know what it is to be like in a long distance relationship. Uh, timing and commitment was one of the big factors of, for me and her at least. And since she was living in different time zones, it was really hard for us to communicate at like a perfect time. So, so you yourself, you know the struggles of being in a long distance So thank you for sharing that. How about you, Elisa? Do you have some sort of personal connection? Because you talked about that you always worry about is this person going to answer my text messages or anything like that do you have you ever experienced something like that where the person that you could possibly be that you are in a long distance relationship or you could possibly like would take a toll on you on your everyday life where you think about that um no i personally am not experienced with any sort of relationships like either short or long yeah but then again i feel like i think too much in terms of, um, like, there are just so much to think about. There are so many considerations because in relationships, it's not just about you and him. It's your family is involved as well. So if you think about it, would you, like, go against your parents, your Asian parents, and be like, hey, mom, I'm dating a guy online um, who is a thousand miles away from me. Like, would you tell your Asian mom that? She's probably gonna disown me, so... Yeah, I have... I'm probably, personally, never gonna start a long-distance relationship. Because it's just too much. So it's too Family much. pressure. Um, and I think a lot... Like, I literally worry so much about everything, so I wouldn't... I wouldn't try. <laughs> so, from what you said, Elisa, you believe that family plays a extremely big role um, with relationships? You believe that, yes? Yes. And do you believe that too, Jonathan? Uh, yeah. 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 You, okay. Yeah. You. Yeah. You would believe that. So for you, I already know that you would have like you would not be in a long distance relationship ever. 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 No matter what the circumstances is, and this guy is like your. There are so many guys around me. I don't need to be with a guy online. Okay. <laughs> no, all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. So for you, Jonathan, you. Well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so you were in a long distance relationship before. Mm-hmm. Would you ever go back into a long distance relationship ever again? Most likely not. No. From the experience that From you the had. experience I just had, no. There's mm. just too many factors that goes wrong in play. It just doesn't work. Okay. You need to be like committed, committed. Yeah, definitely not. So the contact between like a long distance relationship and a short distance relationship seems very different because you would have to text the person um, through maybe uh, via Instagram, Skype, you know, yeah, you don't Facebook. See the person in you don't real see life, the person. Physically. So. Do you feel that social media, like, like has an influence on long-distance relationships? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, for example, uh, Snapchat, like, when you post, like, stories or whatever, right? Uh, sometimes you can misinterpret what the person's trying to, like, place online. Like, it could be with, like, um, it could be a video of, like, a bunch of people, but you just notice she's always taking this video of the same guy over and over again. But they just said they're friends. 
So adding to Jonathan's point, like again, there's this insecurity. Like you're always afraid that you're not good enough for them. Even in a short distance relationship, some people might think that way as well, right? But then for a long distance relationship, it's just you need that sense of being protected by the other person. But then he's not here to physically protect you. Or like give you a hug whenever you need it. No, like he's not there. He's not there for you physically. So it affects your mindset towards this entire relationship as well. It's more likely for you to get anxious. Okay, like I'm not experienced, but I feel like yeah, you're probably gonna get anxious and insecure. Hmm. So you guys would also think like you guys also believe that for insecurities, cheating. Like you don't know ever if they are cheating on you. Yeah, exactly. You really don't know. Like it's really hard to know if they are or not. And how can you believe them that they aren't? Trust. <laughs> you just have to trust them. Trust their word. I don't. I don't even trust everyone who's around me right now. So yeah, how how would you get me to <laughs> believe someone who is so far away? He's probably actually like sixty years old, and I wouldn't <laughs> catch. <laughs> So, in general, based on both of your key aspects, what would be the last thing you would say about why a long-distance relationship won't ever work? I just don't want to be so stressed out about someone that's on the screen and not actually here. Like, I feel like I'm just not living the moment when I am in a relationship with someone so far away. Like you can never get that physical experience, and there's also the lack of trust. You're never sure if he's cheating on you and whatnot. And I am that type of person who worries a lot. So、mm, okay, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, similar to her, like it's just the constant anxiety, like oh, what if she's cheating on me or blah blah blah. That also takes a lot of commitment for a long distance relationship to work. And for an hour and a half, you have to like arrange a schedule and stuff to be able to talk to one another. And like, if it's like if you're talking, if the last this long distance relationship is from like a different time zone, you have to manage that too. Meaning you can you can like, you probably would have to sleep later or you have to wake up earlier just to talk with that person.、Mm. So, yeah, that's from personal experience. Okay.、Right. So now we're gonna go on to、uh, the four. Being in long-distance relationships,、uh, I'm gonna. So it, this is Vicky and Melanie. I am going to start off with Vicky, and I'm gonna ask you what is your key point in why a long-distance relationship will work.、Um, when I wrote my key point, mine was more against to. Mine was towards against more than forward. Uh huh. Okay. So. <laughs> so what we have here is actually、um, sort of a weird little.、Uh, Ratio of three to one. Instead of having two people on for and two people for against, we actually have sort of someone else that's sort of stuck in the middle. That they weren't really able to choose if they were going to be for and or against. And that person within our group is Vicky. So could you explain to me why you're not necessarily for or against being a long distance relationship? Well, I've seen. My friends be in a long distance relationship before, like two different groups of people, and one worked out very well, and they're still in a relationship, but one ended up badly.、Um, so it really depends on how much time you want to spend with someone, like, and how much effort you want to put into the relationship in order for it to work.、Okay. So your key point was that、uh, the aspect of drifting away. Yeah. So basically, like,、um, they're away. From each other for a very long time. Like they both live different lives.、Um, the only time to get to talk is through face, like through internet, social and, media. Yeah.、Um, so like, like if something would have happened to one of them and it caused them to change, like would they still be in love with the girl, with someone who's like very far away? Okay. You know? So knowing、uh, about Elisa and Jonathan's answer that they would wouldn't ever be in a long distance relationship. How about yourself? Knowing that you know two people 
that have been in long-distance relationships. So one of them is currently still in one and is working beautifully, and the other person had ended terribly. What would your answer be? Um, I would not be in a long-distance re- re- long relationship. Would you ever give the person a chance? No. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. Okay. Well, yeah, that's so true. Though. That is. That like, is. If you know that it's probably not gonna end well, why would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why? Why would you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So now that we are moving on to the next person that is possibly again neutral. We actually have no sides here that could possibly be extremely for or extremely against. So we have Melanie on her aspect and her opinion on being in a long distance relationship. And so you believe that long distance relationships possibly can work and yeah. why is that? Um I believe that both long distance relationships and short distance relationships are so similar because in both types of relationships you need like trust you need loyalty you need to commit a lot of your time for them like it's just very similar um except long distance relationships you don't get to be with them so then for yourself would you ever be in a long distance relationship if you ever got the chance to personally no because i am very insecure about myself the fact that my potential boyfriend would be out there surrounded by a whole bunch of other girls you know i would always keep thinking to myself i'm never going to be better than any of them okay so you personally know now that we have all the answers through of you guys personally knowing that you guys won't ever be in a long distance relationship one of my questions for you is that what if the person that you are dating currently moved away and that person you've known them for however long you've known them and you've been with them physically um spiritually anything like that you would like to form your relationship and they were to move away would you break up with them just because you believe that a long distance relationship won't work like you've been with this person for quite a while and they have to move away somewhere else. And would you instantly give up on them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's one answer. I disagree. I I, I I would try. You would try? Yeah. I would try it first, but yeah. I'd you you're first. not hopeful towards it. I'm not hopeful towards yes. it. It depends what if you knew this person like for a while. Maybe but not really that hopeful. I'll, tr- I'll try, but yeah, that's me personally, though. Okay. And you, Vicky? <laughs> yes, I would try. If I was in a short-distance relationship and um, my partner had to move away, I would try at first, but I wouldn't hold them back and have them wait for me for the rest of their lives. So you don't, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. so you don't want to be a burden. Yeah. So like, oh my if God, I relate. <gasps> yes. I mean, if we find someone else that we love, then I'd be happy for them. So, if they're happy, you're happy. Yeah. All right. That's quite that's quite selfless of you. Um, now that this interview is coming close to an end, we all heard your answers. I'm just asking you guys now: Are you guys for or against being in a long-distance relationship? Or you're just staying neutral as it honestly depends. Still pretty against. Determined. As yeah, usual. I'm against. I'm against it. You're against? Yeah. Okay, well, you asked me, like, personally, would I be in a long distance relationship? And I said no. So it makes me sound like I'm really. No. Like, not a believer. But I do know of, you know, some people in my life who have been in successful long-distance relationships. So I think that it, you know, it always depends on the case. It always depends on the people if they are able to trust, you know, their partner. It's all about trust. Yeah, to me. Vicky? Um, I think I'm leaning more towards against. Personally, I would never be in a long-distance relationship. But um, if my friends are, then I'd be happy for them. But I don't know. 
Depends. Like, would you believe it? If someone, if one of your friends came up and told you, I'm in a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. would you like immediately think, oh, that's not gonna last? Yes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably, because all of us have, like, you know, like, beyond a reasonable doubt that that's probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, second question, I guess you could say. Do you believe that relationships like Denise can and are able to break the stigma of being in a long distance relationship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, from what I've heard, they are pretty serious about each other. And, like, they talk to each other, like, every day. Um, they're a huge part of each other's lives. And he has, like, come over all the way from Australia to come and meet her before. So, like, I do believe that there's potential for them and they can last. Alisa? Um, I mean,. If she is happy and she's hopeful in this long-distance relationship, then obviously as um, friends we should support her. But then, again, for myself, I don't really believe. You personally yeah, would I personally not... would not really believe that it would work out. For yourself? For myself, yes. Johnny, how about you? Similar to Lisa, like, if she's happy, then I'm happy, then I'm happy for her too, then. So we can all agree that relationships like Denise can have a possibility of breaking a long-distance relationship. But at the end of the day, it's always about what you personally think and what you personally believe if a long-distance relationship will work. But all of us have it in us that whatever the reason, if our friends were to be in a long-distance relationship with someone that's really far away, we would always be there to support them no matter what and that we would always be there for them in any case. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what friends do. everyone here what is something that you're going to take away from this uh, that will perhaps help you in your future or current relationship or love life well currently i have zero love life so i don't think this is <laughs> future 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 well i don't know i am deeply influenced by my parents they are They've never been in a relationship before they met each other. So basically, they were stuck together <laughs> for the entire life. Like, they never had any other relationship. So your parents were arranged? No, 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 no. Literally, they had no relationships before they met each other. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I understand. I, I like that type of traditional relationship. Like, um, being able to... Um, keep your promises that you are able to be together like I like that type of relationship mm-hmm. and I don't really think that being in a long distance relationship that would happen awesome. I'm just still not that hopeful towards that but that is my personal opinion and just because I'm so deeply influenced by my parents I understand So when I found out that we needed an outro at the end of this podcast, I basically froze. I had no idea how to begin it, and I definitely did not know how to end it. I sat on it for quite a while, and procrastinated for a very long time. And I'm probably still procrastinating right now, but who even cares? You're probably sitting there and wondering, what even is the point of this podcast? Well, the answer is quite simple. Relationships aren't easy, and they won't ever be. Romantic, platonic, long distance, or short distance, any type of relationship that you can think of is going to take lots of time and effort. Sometimes you both get onto the stage of knowing that you both have feelings for each other, but then something comes along and ruins it. Or sometimes you've been in a relationship for a very long time, and suddenly you look up at that ceiling and it's 2am. 
It's that big moment that hits you like a freight train and you're laying there like This is it. This is where I pick up the phone or meet them somewhere to end it all. And honestly, that's okay. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship in a dictionary or Wikipedia. You and your partner come together through trust, time, and energy to figure out what is the perfect relationship for the both of you. And sometimes, things just don't work out. You might shed a few tears or the whole Pacific Ocean, but the point is, is that you put yourself out there into the world and your heart on the line for someone, and I truly think that that is amazing. If you ask me, Rachel, what is your opinion on long-distance relationships, my answer to that is, well, I believe that it takes a strong pair of people to make it work, and I think that's amazing. That goes to short-distance relationships as well. Like, screw what other people say. If they say something about your happiness, well, you can shove a cactus up where the sun really doesn't shine. Don't let others rain on your parade. If you're happy, then you're happy. If you're not, then leave. For those who recently went through a heartbreak, I want to let you know that there will always be someone better than that person. So keep your head up high, and if you ever need someone, you can dial my number and I will literally come full speed Hulk charging into your house with all the happiness I can surge, which isn't a lot, but I can do it, and you can do it too. To end this whole long podcast off, on behalf of my amazing group and I, we would like to say thank you for listening to this. This has been an emotional journey for us, and we hope you can hear it through our voices. Cheers. Music is played by Alisa Zhang.